If you're keeping up with the show, then you know I'm now living in the brave new world of medical marijuana. I just got to use my medicine at a Riverside Park in the middle of my town. It's 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday, and I'm openly and obviously hanging out with Mary Jane. What a world we live in. And this park is so beautiful. The Crane Creek is flowing past into the Indian River Lagoon. A manatee just popped up to get some fresh air. Even though an overpass for the East Coast Railway and US-1 go by, I'd still rather not be at a finer place. You'd think tons of my fellow citizens would be here, and there are a few people, but they all appear to be homeless. Hey, keep working hard out there, everyone, so your tax dollars can support these beautiful parks and services for our homeless while you're busy. Hey, I want to talk about so many things today. None of them involve the homeless. Some of them might involve Mary Jane. Did you know Mary J. Blige was nominated for an Oscar? Did you also know the J stands for Jane? Seems like her songs would be a lot more laid back if she would have just included that name instead of the initial. Nonetheless, today, I want to talk about convenience. Let's talk about paranoia and windows when we open another episode of Joshin' Around. I had some friends in college play a game called On the Roof or In the Window, and I don't really understand the premise or the rules, but I definitely know the arena where the game takes place. I do subscribe to the broken window theory proposed to me by Malcolm Gladwell, he of 10,000 hours. I'm not sure if he came up with the theory, but what he says is that if you go to a bad area of town and fix all the broken windows, the obvious blight, the easy fixes, then the neighbors will slowly take care of the rest. And that's really part of gentrification. You hear that as a dirty word where someone goes in and beautifies one building, two buildings, three buildings, and the next thing you know, the whole neighborhood is pulled up by its bootstraps. But it's true. So start this in your house, right? Everything begins locally. What can you fix that's the easiest? For me, was a broken garage door. Fixed it, put a pad on there. Now my kids are super latchkey. Gosh, it made things so much easier. When our garage door was broken, I was paranoid that we'd get robbed. Instead, the thieves stopped at our driveway. Twice our cars had been broken into in what we thought was a safe beachside community. Instead, teens or petty thugs have gotten into my car, stolen my driving gloves, my Paul Simon CD jewel case, and some various sundries. Guys, I hope you enjoy the Little Debbie snack cakes, but I really wish you hadn't stolen my Sam's Club card. It's said that one of the ill effects of marijuana is that it makes you paranoid. As someone who just got high in the middle of their fair city, I'm here to say that's not necessarily true. Instead, you're probably paranoid because it's illegal. If coffee were against the law, as jittery as that makes you, I'm sure you'd see some very paranoid people the next time you snuck into a Starbucks speakeasy. You're listening to Ambient Noise on Anchor.fm. I've been trying to get better about remembering to zip up my pants zipper after being shamed on this show, but the new malfunction befalling my wardrobe is that I'm forgetting to button my dress shirts all the way up. I'm leaving them one, two, now even three buttons too far down 
to where my white t-shirt underneath my A-frame and like eight chest hairs are sticking out. I don't really mean to do this. Maybe the first one I want undone out of comfort, but I wear a name tag, you know, because a realtor is a part of the service industry. And a lot of times I forget to undo that top button or to refasten it, I should say. So instead I'm walking around once again, like Magnum PI and you know what? It's freeing. I used to work at a convenience store in college, so I know exactly how they get away with charging upwards of $10 for a box of cereal or $3.75 for a two liter of soda. It's because they're not selling cereal or soda, but instead they're trading in convenience. Because they make it so easy for you to get to that soda in cereal, you'll gladly pay a premium for not having to park at the grocery store, walk all the way down that long aisle at the supermarket. Instead, you go to the convenience store, they make things easy for you. So if you want to make more money in life, increase your service so that you're making things super easy for everyone you come in contact with. Somebody tried to bring a pig into my convenience store at one point in time. They were heading straight for the chips. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't allow dogs in here. We certainly don't allow pigs. Go on, get out. So now the question becomes, is it a convenient store because it's a store that's convenient to get to? Or is it a convenience store because they're selling you those conveniences that makes life easier? Funny thing about the things in a convenience store, most everything is not a want, but a need. If you're there paying $5 for a bag of chips, you need those chips. You better believe you need those cigs or soda, just like you need $5 on pump three. Yeah, I understand you. That's why you had to behave in my convenience store. After five though, we turned it into the hip hop food shop. That's right, I wasn't turning my music down for anybody, but I also promised there wouldn't be a line long because you had a master behind the counter pushing all the buttons. Hey Josh, has the faux noodle places hit the East Coast yet? We got them everywhere out here and they're always being bought up by Mr. King because every night we're always gonna have to get those folking noodles. It's a great place with variety from A to Z. I like to stick with the Filking A noodles, but that's just me. I toyed with opening up a concept restaurant at one point in time. It was a late night lunch counter style roach coach serving only chili and grilled cheese. I called it something like the shit shack. Yeah, similar concept got bought on Shark Tank only with a tamer name. It's doing quite well now. So in that regard, I should really listen to myself. As an avid fan of the show though, you know that quite the opposite is true. Don't listen to me. I make terrible decisions. I miss Windows 95. It just seemed so much easier to use my computer back in 1998 or back in the XP days. Hell, I'll even take Vista or 8. But with Windows 10, I feel like my computer is out of my control. Seriously, I just want to start it up. But instead, I feel like my computer's got a mind of its own with all its updates and everything else that's going on. You know what I really believe? I think that my Windows 10 device is mining bitcoins while I'm away at work. My partner and I have sold four homes in the past week with a fifth one to close tomorrow. It's good work if you can get it, which makes it even better looking back at that convenience store job in college. After three months of working nine hour shifts, six days a week, my boss was gracious enough to grant me a 25 cent raise. That's right, meaning for each nine hour shift, I would make an extra $2.25, proving once again, work smarter, not harder. 
It's no doubt that the media peddles paranoia, but just saying that statement makes me sound like I'm rushing into conservative blowhard territory. And that's not true. Instead, I just want to point out that around 65, 70 is when my dad really lost control on reality and started to buy into all this negativity in the news. I remember seeing it happen with my grandfather as well. Right about the time I reached the age of enlightenment, I could see him slipping on his grip. Instead of just having a gun somewhere in the house, he went out and bought a Glock because he was very concerned about a home invasion. He would keep it sitting on his lap while he watched Murder, She Wrote. And it was murder he was about to write all over his foyer as his grandkids came home. Luckily, it never got to that. But seriously, seniors, slow your roll. Calm down. Nobody's out to get you. Except all the telemarketers and scam artists out there. Lock your doors. I'm sure it's safe to say that we all have a story about a friend that walked or ran into a sliding glass door, so I'm not going to tell one now. Instead, I want you to look back into your mind's eye and laugh one more time at that damn fool running into that door. Laugh even harder if they slid down it after first contact. According to the positive cliche, there must be an open door somewhere because we just closed a window on this episode. I hope I made it convenient for you to get a laugh or two, even if it was at my expense. And I'm sure we learned something along the way, if only about ourselves. As for the paranoia, don't worry about it. That's just your reptile brain trying to keep you alive. I may say it a lot, but stay alive. No matter what occurs, I will find you the next time we take a puff in the park and decide to start joshing around.